You may have seen on social media that NBC Sports California and Matt Barnes have parted ways, obviously as the flagship for the Kings. People have asked us about it. Chris and I don't really know much. You know, we're not saying anything that no one doesn't already know as yeah. far as the incident at the high school at his right. son's games was that the the straw that that broke the camel's back i i, I really don't have too much information yeah. on it like we said there is a a bit of a line between that because that's nbc sports california right. we're the flagship for the for the king so it's not right we're the radio side they're the tv yeah, side we not, really don't cross pollinate it, it, it's all. not completely connected but yes for those wondering it, it, there are reports that they have parted yeah. ways. I think Dave and actually talked. Uh, is the Dave, one who, Dave who dropped broke it on. It, so on, on I'm X. sure he'll have more on yes, it. Yes, a couple days ago when he comes back from his presidential extravaganza. <laughs> yeah, I did see in, that. Did you yes, see that? He's like taking Dude's pictures. Literally on the lawn of the White House. Yes, like in he's in the West of, Wing. Like, what is and going then he's, on? And then man? he's kicking it with Abraham Lincoln. Bro. He was He's doing it all. So shout out to, shout out to, to Dave who's enjoying himself out there. And yes, Dave broke that. That news, I think, like two days ago. Yeah, I think it was two weeks as ago. far as, as as far as we're concerned, we're not really we, we don't really have too much on it. You know, no. things happen. People people move forward. You know, that broadcast is continuing to grow. Yeah. and and do some good things and and really add to the Kings and yeah. they've what got, they're doing yeah, they've as an organization. Tons of talented people over there too. Yes, you know? there Chelsea Gray go. has been great this year. Mike Bibby, I think, has been great this year. So mm-hmm. they're 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 in good hands. And of course, they got. A guy Kyle Draper and uh, and do some O as well. So yes, yeah, right. Good there, you know, there 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 are some things behind the scenes that maybe we heard, maybe we didn't. You you'll hear a lot when these things happen. The bottom line is that Matt Barnes will be okay, and NBC Sports <laughs> yeah. California will be okay as well. And we believe that the Niners will be okay as you take a look at their opponent schedule. Chris, we yes. were we were not arguing about this, but. Chris, this is pretty cupcake. This is pretty cupcake. So I'm going to say the home, <laughs> the home opponents and the away opponents. Home, obviously, you have the divisional, the divisional teams. Home, you have the Cardinals, the Rams, the Seahawks, the Bears. Okay, the Lions, the Jets, the Patriots, the Cowboys, and the Chiefs. So the three right there, and and besides division, because we know division is always a little dicey. Lions, Chiefs, Cowboys. Fine. Jets, too. Maybe. Who knows? Aaron Rodgers. Hey, Rodge. Coming back home. That bad man. Come on. Back in the bay. And the Niners have really marred Aaron Rodgers' career. He's lost to the Niners. They didn't draft him. It's my favorite thing about the Niners. They didn't draft him. Oh, he's got a chip. Every time. He's got a chip. And then they beat him over and (laughs) over. And they don't even score touchdowns. You got Jimmy Garoppolo at in Lambeau. It's so great. It's so good. You're supposed to be used to this. He's this not. is your home field. Nah. So yeah, sure. If you want to throw the the Jets in there, why not? If you it, fine, if you throw the Jets <laughs> in there, it's actually pretty pretty decent because you do have the Rams. Yeah, the Rams too. The know? Rams at home, and Quirly, then you the, have the Bears. Seahawks. Who knows? You know that could be they got they got two top picks. You know who knows? Yeah, Car- Cardinals have a top pick, and they'll they're trying. <laughs> and now let's do away. You have obviously the divisional opponents again. The Packers on the road, they got something fun. for them. 
The Vikings on the road. Can we get Chris we'll see. to Minnesota, please? We'll you see. can do the Mall of America. Yep. You can hang out with some people. I'll go with you. It I'll depends. go with you. It depends when it is. Like, if we're talking like a December no, Minnesota I, game, I want to experience it. No, I want the real deal. A part of me does too, but mm. at the same time, I'm like Charmin soft. And so I do at not least you like. Yeah, it. no. Snow is, is a non starter for me. I do hear they have like a pretty cool, like, rat tunnel system essentially where you can travel Excuse all me? throughout downtown <laughs> and it's wait. you know like no, no, futurama time out, time out. you, you yeah. ever seen futurama yeah. how they yes. literally okay, travel rat- whenever i hear rats i get triggered yeah and i lived I in mean, oakland it's crazy out there <laughs> no i mean it's a real that's deal. A good point that's right i'm sorry uh, <laughs> that's crazy I'm, uh, it's, uh i from it, what i understand it is kind of it's essentially human rat tunnels. so you so basically it's essentially a subway system where you, that can, you walk. can walk yeah i don't so know you if don't I'm have to like deal with the snow I'm not claustrophobic, but I don't enjoy it. I, I went yeah. in a submarine once, and it wasn't Ooh, even underwater. No, it wasn't even underwater, and a, I didn't like no, it. That's not happening. Yeah, that's I'm out happening. on the especially tunnels. after that Titanic thing that happened. You're no, not go with your family me. to the game. Not I'm not going not, now. I'm out. <laughs> I think you did this on purpose to get me out. Well, and even the Mall of America, I've heard. You know, the decline of malls in America in general. I like is, a good mall. You know, it, it, I think it's it's got everything. I think there's literally a theme park in there. I've been there. Have you really? Yes. Is it too big? Um, I mean, it just feels like I didn't walk every, you know, crevice of it, but yeah, it's, it's definitely pretty (laughs) gigantic. I went on a couple of the rides. Really? Hmm. See? I don't know if I would do that. I'm back in, but no tunnels for me. I'm like not going on New York, New York. (laughs) Yeah. We're back in. We're back in. So the, the Niners are at Minnesota, who their quarterback will be. We actually, a little later in the show, have some free agents that we will discuss sports center ESPN did a mock free agency and where these guys will end up. If you are a Raiders fan, you're probably not going to like where they have Josh Jacobs going. We will get to that later in the show. The Niners are also at dolphins. Don't, don't love that. De- again, depends on the yep. time of year. Yep. Sure. I does. guess it's always pretty warm in Miami, but it's the it's rain. rain. It's the right. rain. We've seen Brock in the rain hasn't, hasn't ended up pretty good, but that'll be a fun one. Cause you get the McDaniels re or not rematch, but you get the McDaniels against Shanahan matchup. That should be, that's, that's always going to be a uh, yeah. uh, good, good fodder to talk about. And then, uh, yeah, you got, you got the bills as well. I don't know. If at you said bills yeah. at bills. You know, what's weird. Why are they going to Tampa again? Didn't they just, or was Tampa at home? Oh, I don't remember, but they yeah, they did just play Tampa. Uh, I think it's because you play. It was at home. Don't this you time. play like the division winners? Right. If you win your division or something yeah. like and that. And it, it was at home, so okay. this this go round, it will be it will. And who be knows? In that, that's Tampa. like Miami too, where it's like kind of depends. It could be raining, or it could be the most beautiful weather you've ever seen. I think I've been convinced, Chris. This isn't an extremely easy, not an extremely yeah. easy. Easy it's, schedule. For it's going to depend all. too on how they stack them up, right? Like if they have, uh, you know, like the Eagles this year had that brutal stretch. If they go Rams, Rams, Lions, Chiefs, or something like that. That's I mean, pretty rough. You can throw the Cowboys in there, and yeah. then Buffalo at Buffalo and at Miami. You know, like there, and then at Green Bay too, depending on when it is in the year. Like it, it's 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 not easy. Like no. I mean, if you're saying the easy wins on the schedule, like. I guess you have to still consider Arizona, uh, Seattle. I think it's probably going to have a down year. And then besides that, like even Chicago looked frisky at the end of last year. The Patriots probably aren't going to be great. Um, the Jets, who knows? Tampa, who really knows? But 
for the most part, I mean, everybody else is at least, you know, has has a chance, I mm-hmm. think, of, of beating them. I, you know, I would assume the Niners probably have a little something for the Vikings, though, because they were one of, one of the only teams that beat them last yeah. year. Yeah, and again, I know we'll, we'll finally move forward from the Super Bowl, but you look some, at something like this and so yeah. much can go wrong. When do we think that? Would, it, would you, would you want to have that Niners-Chiefs just like put it week one? Like, is, Could that be like the first game? Oh, I think they already scheduled the first game of the season to be like an overseas game. Isn't it Isn't it, in, it was in Brazil or something, something like that like with that, the Jets? Yeah. Yeah. The 925 says, ha-ha, Niners beating Rodgers, yet since he was drafted, he has more Super Bowl wins than the Niners. <laughs> You're not wrong. One. Not wrong. He has one, though. That's he one more. One. That's one more I just want to say, them. I know, I know, but that's that's more of my they Aaron Rodgers shade. They kept the him. the Joe Flacco. Yes. <laughs> right. They kept him from getting more. Yes, absolutely. But he still has more than them. So maybe I call it even. It's even. Yeah. Maybe I call it even. What is it, four appearances or yeah, three or four appearances, three appearances in, in that time. Right. You know, no wins. But, They're you both know, annoyed it, it at each out. other. They're exactly. both annoyed at each other. The Niners are annoyed because they didn't draft him. Rodgers is annoyed because he hasn't been able to beat them in the right. playoffs. That's, exactly. And and that's different. He lost to Kaepernick. He lost to Garoppolo. He lost all of them. Yeah. <laughs> he lost all of them. But, yes, he does have that shiny ring that the Niners have not been able to get. Yeah. And yes, if you combine the two of them, I think it's pretty safe to say. And that's Robert Sala too. I didn't even make that connection. You get the Robert Sala coming back to uh, San Francisco. Possibly. Yes. Who knows? I mean, who knows? it depends, well, depends it when they're going to schedule that game and how right. next season goes. But. Right. It, it probably, it probably will be. So yeah, I think it'll be a, a good season for the Niners. I'm already seeing Niners fans, 14 and three, 14 and three, 14 and three. Don't even need to see the order. 14 yeah. and three. Doesn't matter. 16 and one, but we'll lose to the chiefs. Yep. That's what I'm seeing. 14 and three. This is what happens when, when you have high expectations and, you know, we've had Brad from SF Niners on, we've had Larry Kruger on. And I think the consensus, Chris, that we, that we have gathered so far is that this seems to be the true last hoorah for this core. I know Larry thinks right. that they might lose Ayuk and they may lose Yuschik, but as far whatever you think, if the core, if you lose Ayuk, then the core is already broken. Sure, but let's assume that they do go into this next season with the core. This will probably be it. Yeah, that's what we're hearing. Well, I mean, already Trent Williams has said next year is going to be his last year. So you know, we were talking a lot with Larry about how the offensive line is already probably the biggest thing that they need to fix. If you're losing, uh, uh, if you're losing uh, Trent Williams. You're, I mean, yeah, the, the offensive line is incredibly important, obviously. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be tough to try and build a true contender if uh, if you're losing your best lineman in a line that's already a little shaky, to say the least. Yeah. All right. When we get back, we will discuss who scares you most out of the East as we get ready for Frankie Cardicelli at 1130 for the Kings roundtable. We will also discuss how Wingstop accidentally made a lot of money. Sals and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. Who scares you the most? We discussed contenders and pretenders in the West. And if we're going to go East here, I think every team in the East scares you because the Kings have not had a good record against the East at all. They'll have some opportunities to avenge some of some of those losses in this last bit of the season here, the final, final 28 games. We do contenders and pretenders, Chris, for the East. Yeah. 
what's that yeah i it's it's just what you said it is i mean if we're talking from the king's perspective man i mean it's just i don't want to play any of this and of course they would only play them in, in the finals which uh is is pretty unlikely but uh it's just we we've seen whether it be the celtics whether it be the bucks whether it be the sixers even the knicks in the past have given the kings trouble uh it just feels like the east is just it's it's really tough for the kings to uh to beat any of those teams so contenders and pretenders celtics i think obviously obviously yeah best best record in the nba but it does get interesting right here with the Cavs. i mean the Cavs are the two seed by a good bit yeah by by a good margin over the bucks you calling them a contender I'm not. I, I don't think so. I just can't see them winning a title. Like, I mean, my, my feelings on Donovan Mitchell are well chronicled, but I just I feel like uh, they're just kind of missing that that it factor. Like, I That's don't, Donovan. I, don't, I just don't think he's he's haters NBA champion quality, especially because it's not even like a, you know, Fox about like they don't have a strong number two there. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe Donovan's good enough to be a, a 1B or a Robin to a Batman or a Batman to a Robin even, but I don't know who their number two, who that Robin is in a playoff situation. Plus, Garland. In a playoff situation, I don't love that. Like, I don't think he's proven to be, like, that caliber of player. Like, I would take Sabonis as a number Tyrese two. Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, 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 for sure. And, uh, you know, that, that, that's not that, enough. Yeah, that's that. I just don't think that's enough. I w- for, and I don't think Donovan Mitchell is good enough to have that be your number two and have that be. I enough. will say this. I'm going to be very upset if the Cavs come out of the East for one reason. So we got to make sure we make sure we do this correctly on the airways. But Chris and I, we were in Vegas mm-hmm. and we were we were hanging out. Right. Okay. And. I had an idea. I was very confident. I'll put it to you like this. I was confident in the Cavs coming out of the East. I liked how that looked. I was not able to participate because Mm. I had some issues. And the next thing you know, I'm giving some dude my driver's license. (laughs) I had no idea where you were going with that. I I wanted, I liked the Cavs a lot coming out of the East, but there were, the combinations weren't working. I was just getting annoyed and I end up giving this guy too much personal information. I don't end up filling out anything anyway. And all I wanted was to combo something (laughs) with the Cavs combination and if the Cavs end up coming out of the east i'm gonna sit here and say i told you i knew it i told you yeah. i knew it because a lot <laughs> of people give up your social for it. man i just had to give up all my information for it and i still didn't get to to, to enter it all in <laughs> i've forgotten about that but so then we're definitely as a show we're just gonna root against the Cavs. then i have to okay, now that's cool or I'm, I'm i can say that. i told you yeah i don't it's got anything to for show then. for it yeah <laughs> but i told you so i think most people feel the way you do they gotta win a playoff series too like they lost to the Knicks last year yeah. in the playoffs and the Knicks weren't I think even Knicks fans would tell you like we're a lot better this year than we were last year and so for the Cavs it's going to be yeah you 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 got to prove that you guys are someone to be afraid of because to me they're they're looking a lot like OKC except I would honestly probably fear OKC more than I would fear Cleveland you are down on Cleveland yeah I just I don't see it I don't see the top end like I don't see what there is to be afraid of. They got the two bigs. Series. Yeah, they got the score. Yeah, yeah. On paper, they have everything you need. Yeah, I I just don't. They love got it. the bench. Like, they got 
Car- Jared Allen literally is the guy who has the quote. Like the quote of the lights were too bright. Yeah. That is literally well, quoted true. from Jared that was Allen. Last season, that was last year, they're not as bright anymore. They're I used to not. it now. Yeah, Evan Mobley too. I love Evan Mobley. He has not developed anywhere near to the point where he's still good. But he, he hit his not. ceiling quick. You know yeah. who Evan Mobley has been. You remember, remember in Little League that kid that just threw complete gas, <laughs> but then it turns out. He he didn't hit the growth spurt, and he just yeah. was still throwing the same speed even when the the pitching mound was further away. That has been Evan Mobley. Came out hot, and we're thinking, whoa, this yeah. dude could be something, and he's just plateaued yeah. very quickly. Yeah, and so I just, again, I, and like Garland's good. I don't think he's like, you know, what we've seen from I, – like I would like to see what, what Jamal Murray did or has done in the playoffs. Like I don't think – Darius Garland, and I just haven't seen that from Darius Garland even. So I, I just I don't think they have the top end talent, especially when you're talking about like Cleveland against the Bucks. Like I, I just don't see how matchup wise they're gonna be able to to solve a lot of the problems that other teams give them. Like if Joel's gonna come back for the playoffs, that the Sixers are gonna be a tough out. Um I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but yeah, I just, I just think that there's a lot of teams in the East that I would personally pick over over Cleveland. The Kings will face the Celtics April 5th. That will be the last time they see the Celtics. No thanks. You have I don't think it doesn't look like they have cuz they already played the Cavs. Yeah, the Cavs already yeah. came to Sacramento. Yep. So they're done with the Cavs. And next up, contenders or pretenders, you have the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> Who, Who knows? The Kings. I mean, this is another confusing one. The Kings host the Milwaukee Bucks March 12th. Yeah. So coming up sooner than later here and I would say that they're obviously contenders, but they are pretenders of contenders. <laughs> that is, yeah, I, I like that. We'll do that because they're they're definitely contenders. Like yeah. you can't have Giannis and Dame and and not be a contender. But you know they're three and seven in their last ten, and you know Middleton's had a uh, past couple years of some checkered injury history, and Brook Lopez is getting up there, and Giannis is already talking about how old he's feeling. It's just. It's a it, that's a tough horse to bet on right there, mm-hmm. um, but or or a buck if you will. There you go. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean they're 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 contenders, but they're they're at the low end of the contender scale for sure. And that yet, like I said, the Kings will have an opportunity against the Bucks March twelfth. Coming up next, or not coming up next, but next on the list, the Knicks. You have the New York Knickerbockers at the four C thirty three and twenty two. Mm. And the Kings will, it feels like. They play them twice, I believe. Yeah, because they haven't played them yet. Nope. Still got to go to the Garden. March 16th, the the Kings head to, or the the Kings host the Knicks. And then after that, April 4th, the Kings go to the Garden. Who, by the way, a couple, about a, what, a couple months ago, De'Aaron Fox was on. I think it was Bleacher Report. And he said most over the most overrated stadium or arena yeah. was the Garden, so he'll probably get booed <laughs> yeah. pretty 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 heavily there. They don't forget out there. You don't yeah. talk about the guy. That's true. That's that's very true. Yeah, but and I wonder. I'd like to look up how De'Aaron historically has done in the Garden because you know everybody always likes to say that that's you know they they like to put up big performances, but I guess if De'Aaron's saying it's overrated, he's probably that's such he a probably De'Aaron just doesn't thing. feel it. Yeah, right. exactly. All star well, game what is lame. It overrated. De'Aaron. Uh, you know, yeah, the Garden lame. Playoffs actually under. I don't know. He didn't say anything about the playoffs, <laughs> but championship. Uh, I, overrated. Can I just say that I want I the Knicks are like my Eastern Conference team this year. They're, I just, they're your Cavs. I just love them. Yeah. I don't like. I love the style of play. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think it's going to like lead them to uh, to a title or anything like that. But I like the thought of just Tibbs sending it back to like the early 2000s and just saying we're going to or really I mean the the late 90s for the Knicks he's, is really what he's trying to channel and they're just really physical they get tons of offensive rebounds uh and you know they're they got they got an unspectacular superstar like that Jalen Brunson is you know what we talked about Becky Hammond a couple months ago saying you can't have Jalen Brunson as your 1A but they just have such a good collection of talent. The OG trade has done crazy things for them. Josh Hart's like the ultimate hustle dude. DiVincenzo's kind of the same cloth. I just think it's a really fun team to watch, and uh, I, I hope they can make some noise in the playoffs, but I do kind of fear, the kind of what I said with the Cavs too, like the top-end talent is a little concerning. Yeah, I read something, or I saw a video yesterday that said J- Jalen Brunson actually – went to the Mavs twice throughout that season when they went to the Western Conference Finals before he left. Yeah. And there was supposed to be a an offer for $55 million for four years, and the Mavs turned him down twice. And then <laughs> when like Luka – Yes. And then when he, – he, he's getting paid twice that now in yeah. New York. Then when Luka went down towards the end of the season and Jalen went crazy, then – Mark Cuban and the the Mavs came back to him and said, "Hey, do you, can we do the yeah. the fifty five mil?" And he said, "No." And then that's when he knew we were out of there. Said, Mark, I've been watching a lot of Shark Tank. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no deal. Yeah. Right, right. For, and for those reasons, I'm out. Yep. And that's after the Mavs turned down Jalen Brunson for fifty five million nuts. twice. Is that bag fumble? Is that is that getting in the category? That, yep. that, that's in the category. Yep, cool. That's it's not Dennis it's Shooter. Dennis yeah. Shooter's number one, <laughs> oh but it, it's up there. When we get back, yes, it is time. Kings Roundtable has returned for the first time post All Star break. Frankie Cardicelli joins us. Coming up next, Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. We are joined by my friend, Kings Insider, Frankie Cardicelli. Frankie, how you doing? Thanks for joining us. Got to do double duty. You're you're all over the place now with Brendan out. My buddy, my pal, my friend, Frankie. My pal, my friend. Thank you guys for having me on. Brendan mm-hmm. Nunez, well wishes. Yes. Please rest up. I was telling him before, you know, off Get the air. Get some tea in you. We got, what, 13, 14 home games in March? Like, yeah. So rest up, man, because we're going to be like living at Golden Once. Yeah. All of us going to be living there. That's Enjoying right. that media food. You're already hyping up. <laughs> well, I told you. I already told Well, yeah, it's going to be good tonight. I got a feeling it's going to be good tonight. Especially because Brandon's not there. Be- because Brandon's not there. When I missed, when I went as a fan, you guys came out. Ooh, I had mac and cheese. And re- I'm thinking, what yeah. is going on? But, Frankie, you were talking about being at the at, at, at Golden One very, very often. March 10th, you got to be there. <laughs> uh, my, my, my child is going to be in the baby race. Baby Styles in the really? baby race. It's official. Wow, it's official. Are you going to be down there coaching? We got. There's odds too. (laughs) There's odds. She's plus. I don't think that's. She's plus two hundred. Okay, I like that. (laughs) Can I? Can I just ask? Like, I've never talked to someone that has had a baby in the baby race. Do you? Do you try to like coach and practice? I don't know. Are you going to run through drills at the house? Yeah, we got the sled. Are you going to wait best? Absolutely not. Gerber food, like in front of the baby. That's right. We don't know. Feet away. We know she can cook. We know she she can move. She can move. She got the wheels from me. Okay. You know what I mean? College athlete. That's right. That's right. Well, my wife was too. Yeah. So really? we got Wait, double. When, what did she play? She played softball at Temple. Oh wow. Yeah, that's how we met. So ball players. I yeah, like that's it. right. Yeah. So we're gonna be we're gonna we're gonna be cooking. Okay. As long as like, you know, Chris said with, with the Cavs, Jared Allen, as long as the lights aren't too bright. 
Who do uh, who do they play that night? Who do the Kings play? It's the Rockets. The Rockets? It's the Rockets. That's right. I feel pretty good about what's your daughter's name? Ella. I feel pretty good about Ella's chances. That's right. I feel That's right. Good. So it's going to be something else. So you better be in the building. <laughs> Frankie Cardicelli joins us, and we are. Really getting some new information from Frankie because that's why he's an insider. Sabonis might be in the building and suited to play. He's been upgraded from doubtful to questionable. Is it really any surprise? Is it really any <laughs> surprise for a guy that played last year with a broken hand? Uh, yeah. Obviously, with the the All Star break, some things pop up. Sickness, as we just talked about with Brett, it's going around. Like it's that time of the year where it's, it's yeah. kind of bugs are going around. Uh, Sabonis under the weather yesterday, but today back at shoot around and fully participated and uh, doubtful last night. Back to questionable. I I would guess that is a pretty good indicator that he's play, he's feeling well and could give it a go tonight. But uh, you never know. We won't know until we get to the arena tonight. But I mean, it, it's hard to keep Demonte Sabonis out of games, and it's, that's a guy who has played in 91 percent of the games he's had a chance of playing in. I think if he wouldn't have had that freak injury against, I think it was what Milwaukee in that first year he played with or the Suns. Remember he, he hurt his knee. Phoenix? Phoenix. It was Phoenix. Phoenix sounds right, yeah. Fox is the one who broke his hand. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, but Drew he, Holiday, shout out. Other than, other than a freak injury, he has played through so many things, the broken hand at the top of the list, but uh, no surprise that he's feeling better tonight and looks like he might give it a go. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean, if we can just for a second, I mean, a, just act like he's not going to play tonight, how do you think that's going to affect how the Kings play tonight in terms of more just stylistically? I mean, we know obviously Sabonis is like the hub of the offense if he's not there, we looked at last year when Sabonis missed three games. We don't really pay attention to that second-to-last game against the Warriors, but they started Alex Len in one of those games, started Rashawn in another one of them. Rashawn had his best game of the season, yeah. so I feel like our, it, it's kind of tough to take anything out of that. But if you had to guess if Sabonis isn't going to play today, does that mean just more deer and Fox, or or are they going to try and you know replicate some of that offense with Alex Len or, and or Trey Lyles? Yeah, I think that if if Sabonis were not to play tonight, I, I'm looking at deer and Fox, who has obviously the two games going to the break was a different version of deer and Fox. I think mean, he scored about 70 yeah. points mm-hmm. or something like yeah, 30 yeah. than 40 or something like that um, against the Spurs. It felt like he's been playing very well against them historically, and I looked it up over the past three seasons. 30.9 points per game, 6.7 Ooh. assists, 1.3 steals, 55% from the field, 35 from three. Over the last seven games against the Phoenix or against the um, Spurs, a five and two record. And one of those losses was remember last year there was that kind of yeah. weird game where Champagne. the Kings, yeah, the Kings had a chance to clinch yeah. at home and then went to overtime when they lost to the Spurs. Champagne, that's the exact reason. Uh he plays well against the Spurs. And I think that they have a tough time uh matching up against him. Obviously, if Sabonis is out, maybe they match up different defensively mm-hmm. on San Antonio's side. But if if De'Aaron Fox is the, the head of a snake and there's not a two-headed snake like usual, I expect his usage to go up and him to take a lot more field goal attempts. But I'm also looking at Keegan Murray. I was writing in my preview today about how Keegan's averaging 10 points over his last 10 games. I think he's due for one of those nights. He he hasn't had many of those performances as of late, but uh, I think that when you look at what the Kings need to do over the next two months to get where they want to go, you need someone to step up and help Fox and Sabonis. You need someone to be that third option. And we've seen Harrison Barnes do that before. We've seen Kevin Herter play better. But you need that true guy who can rely on every night. And Keegan's got to be that, in my opinion. He has to be. I think he's the key to this team, not just for the rest of this season, but moving forward. I mean, he is the one that you have to decide, hey, can we – do we have a big three in the making – or do we need to look elsewhere and Keegan's a really good fourth option, right? And we bring in, not not position-wise, but just a third option so that you're not 
you're you're not putting that much on Keegan. So I think it's incredibly important. One thing that Chris and I have been going back and forth on is just the idea of what the Kings want out of Keegan and how it feels like the first the first bit of the season it was Keegan's working on different things. He's getting better defensively. But now that it's go time, do you think they'll continue to utilize him like that? Or could it be more like you said, we need buckets, Keegan. We need you to focus, right? And I know I know Keegan is better defensively than Kevin Herter, but if Kevin Herter's not going to be able to figure out his jump shot, maybe you can you can use Kevin in that Keegan role. And you could swap them based on who's been hot. Hey, Kevin, you, you be the guy that guards the best player. You might not be as good as Keegan, but we need offense from somewhere else. And I know... For this season, Kevin Herter's kind of turned into I get rebounds, and we've all been saying, "Hey, he's he's really doing other things." That's not why he's going. That's why not why he's getting paid. So, how do you see the rest of this season ending up with Egan, and what you you believe the focus for the Kings to be for him and his development? Yeah, I mean, I think what what needs to happen in you know, order for us to all feel confident and the Kings feel confident is for him to kind of turn that corner and come out of this rough patch and play a lot better. I mean, obviously, that's the defensive end is kind of where he's been most impressive this year we know he can shoot the ball but the fact he's been able to to defend the one through threes even some fours in some situations that's what the most impressive thing but I think when you put that much output on defense and sometimes we've seen it can take away from offense I mean you only have so much energy and effort and while Keegan I feel like as a guy we never see winded I think that when you're you're guarding the Stephen Curry's and the Devin Booker's and you're guarding those best players every night it's gonna it's gonna take it yeah, a lot out yeah, of you yeah um, and what I think will happen is if Keegan is someone who is struggling or going through this recent stretch, and if defense isn't really, you know, if it's an offense, if it's a shootout, we've seen Mike Brown do it before where he will put Kevin Herter back out there, and obviously Malik Monk has proven he deserves to be in the closing lineup each night. So those are two guys, and that means either Barnes or, or Keegan are going to be out. I would say that Keegan's probably going to be in most closing lineups over Harrison Barnes, but you never know. I mean, it, it just depends on what you have every night, and if you aren't going to get assurances, Mike Brown's going to go with guys like Trey Lyles or Malik Monk or Kevin Herter, whoever has a hot hand. I mean, whoever whoever's hot – you should be going to that guy. And that's something the Kings can do a better job of, still in my opinion. But best case scenario, Keegan Murray comes out of this cold stretch, which you've seen him do before. Uh, but we got 28 games to go, and you know, this is the time to kind of find out which guy is going to be a guy down the stretch. And last year, the Kings kind of had an idea of the whole year. There wasn't really many spurts where guys were not really doing their job. Like Kevin Herter was consistently pretty good you know, towards the end of the year. The middle of the year got a little rough, but at the end of the year, you knew what you had in him. Harrison Barnes was still kind of that fourth, fifth option all year. Keegan was, you know, breaking the three-point record. Fox and Sabonis did their thing. The Kings need more consistency from all those guys because right now you're kind of only getting consistency from one player, right. and it's Sabonis. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the issue. How, I'm just curious. How do you think? How do you feel about the way the Kings ended the uh, the f- be the pre All Star? I, mean, I always want to. <laughs> what call do you it call first. it? Frankie? I know. Yes, please. Uh, it's tough. My 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 knee jerk reaction is first half, but yeah, it's not. Right. But it's not the first half. I know that's been the whole. It's not the first. half. I know. Half. Darren gets it's, so mad. Every it's two thirds. I mean, a lot of people, like even like yeah. on ESPN, like it's not the first half. I know, but maybe they should move the All Star break back a little bit. Right. It makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Why are we having the All Star break two thirds of the way through? Yeah. I don't know. But my, anyways, my, yeah. I, get, I get it's not the first half. But <laughs> yes, I uh, the King. How do you feel like the Kings ended? What are your feelings on how the Kings ended the uh, that that first stretch there? Um, because you know you you look at that. It, you can look at it two ways. They beat Denver twice, which is great. They have a third opportunity to beat them on the 28th. Um, and that last game, right before the the All-Star break, it was a unique win for this team this season. Like, they played good defense. They shot like trash um, and still held on to win the game. 
but also those were the they they lost four of their last six. Those only two wins were against the Denver team, and one of those losses includes a terrible loss that I'm glad me and Allen were in Vegas for, not in the building against Detroit. Um, so forgot, how what's <laughs> thankfully. So what's your read on how the Kings ended ended that the the pre All Star break? Do you feel positively about those two Denver results and how they got that last one, or is it still like, do you? I guess it's kind of just just answer my question. <laughs> All things considered, I mean, when you look at where, what was happening and where they were, I mean, yeah, I mean that Phoenix game too was one I was I was looking at, and I feel like in each time they played Phoenix this year, four matchups. In my opinion, the Kings have to me been the better team. I think they are they've yeah. proven they. Kind of shot. I mean, not kind of. They clearly shot themselves in the foot when they blew a 22-point lead with eight minutes left. Yes. That was the game they had in the bag. They dominated that game for 40 minutes, and then they blew it in the last eight. And then even that game in Phoenix last week, they were in control. I mean, I think they had mm-hmm. some really good, uh, you know, some great shot-making late. De'Aaron came through late when they needed him to. And then it kind of was the defensive end, where that's what bit them in the, in the, in the end on that night in Phoenix. 24 hours later, they play great defense. So when you're letting the team beat you one night – you're locking down the next. It's very just kind of like the story of what the Kings are. They're yep. they're Jekyll and Hyde. They're Two Face, whatever you want to use. But they need to find consistency and just find out what their true identity is because they've proven they can be a very good defensive team some nights. They've proven they can be the worst defensive team, team in the league some nights when you're getting what 130 points put up on you by the Detroit Pistons Love at that. home. Love that. Insane. And then you go lock down the Denver Nuggets on their home on home floor, the best record in the West, home record in the West. You hold the 98 points. And yes, they were missing Jamal Murray. Yes, they're missing KCP, but we've seen different variations of the Denver Nuggets this year. We've seen them play with KCP and Jamal Murray. We've seen them not play with mm-hmm. with Michael Porter Jr. We've seen the Kings lose to shorthanded teams all year long. I don't think it matters. They have Nikola Jokic on the floor. Right. They have one of Jamal Murray and Aaron Gordon on the floor. They have the depth to beat the Kings. It's, it's not really You're not taking that. anything away from them. No, I, you, yeah. you can't. I mean, when you see what happens in the NBA on a nightly basis, right. there's there are no assurances. There are good chances that someone's going to beat you on any given night, but or that you're going to be a, a team with a better record like tonight. There's there's we have learned there are no assurances the Kings are going to come out and beat the San Antonio Spurs tonight. But they have to. They should mm-hmm. because in a game like Denver, it's impressive for the Kings to beat Denver on the road, right? But if the Kings want to be a true playoff contender, they want to get in that top 6. You can't lose to the Detroit Pistons. You can't lose to the Charlotte Hornets. You can't lose to the San Antonio Spurs. You just can't. Not at this point in the year. So, I'm looking at consistency, which team will show up tonight. I'm looking at the defense more so because we know the Kings can score. Like, more times than not, they're going to be there. Um, but it's going to come down to defense to me, and I think that's really the biggest question mark. They look great some nights, bad other nights. We, w- we will find out what Frankie wants to see from the Kings in the second half when we return on the Kings Roundtable. Styles and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. Is this the weekend? Yeah. Sure is. Medieval the weekend? Yeah, because it's the round table. I gotcha. I like it. I gotcha. I was just, I I literally, we were just staring at each other as as we came back from break, just trying to figure out, wait, why do you have this, Simone? I mean, I cut it today because I saw you guys were doing the round table. That's so wait, sure work. it's not in your your Spotify? <laughs> no. All right. No. Is there? Is, just double checking. What is the nearest Medieval Times? Where is it? Yeah, where is it? You're looking at the wrong guy. Do we know? Like, you're looking to, like, LARP or something? Like, <laughs> yeah, what you yeah, LARP. Oh, I bet it is no. in Oregon. Sponsor- Ashland, that's my guess. Sponsor the show, and we'll come out there and do a show there. <laughs> <laughs> 
wait. For, is, do the round table. Yeah. At, at a round at, table. At a round, at a round table or at medieval times. Yeah. Never been in medieval. You're uh, saying uh, medieval, medieval times. times? Wait, it's like a show. Or is it like? Wait, I, have you not been? No, I have oh, no it, idea. No, what it's you're like talking a about. show. Yeah, there's like an actual like there's horses and people on. Apparently, I've not been to it before. But it's like knights on horses and they're God. jousting yeah. and. It's like and, an arena tour. It's like an arena. Yeah, it's like a. It's oh, an actual see, thing. They just have not. It's come, not just a restaurant. Right. Okay. It is okay. An actual yeah, because I there's a thing in Vegas. It's a traveling right. restaurant. To... Is that what it is? No, I'm asking. I don't know. <laughs> Does anyone know? What <laughs> I don't know. I've never been before. I've only heard about it. I've only heard legends. All right. I, King's Roundtable. <laughs> okay, a little bit of the weekend, medieval the weekend. Yeah. Why not? As we were joined by Frankie Cardicelli. And Frankie, you know, we've talked about the specific game tonight with Sabonis being upgraded to questionable whether or not he plays, it feels like it's it's trending in that direction. But let's take a, a step back and look at the big picture here for the the second half of the season. We'll get your prediction towards the end, but what do you want to see out of the Kings for the last 28 games? Um, talked about a little bit before, before the break, just like finding what this true identity of this team is. I mean, if this is the true identity – it's a little scary, just very volatile and, and very unpredictable. You just really don't know what you're going to see every night, and I feel like that last year that wasn't really the case. I think last year you really can just kind of bank on the Sacramento Kings are going to score 120, 125, 30 points. Like, they're going to score a lot of points tonight and do it efficiently. And this year just hasn't really been the case. I mean, like you pointed out, they've been a little inconsistent with their offense over the last couple of games. And looking at just even the, the last two, 125 points in Phoenix, on 51% shooting from the field. Then you go to Denver a night later. You're almost 10% less from the field on 102 points. That's that's tough. So if you can find consistency there, I think the Kings have proven they can outgun teams. They are able to do that because um, last year they really never figured out the defense. They were one of the worst defenses in the league, but they still made it to the seventh game of a first-round series against Golden State Warriors. So if you can kind of figure out consistency there, I feel like they're going to be where they want to be. And the home-heavy schedule, I think, is really going to be important too as far as you need to take care of business at home. Who do you feel like, and I hope this is a different question than straight up, like, let me ask the question first. <laughs> uh, who would you like to see be the most consistent king this this last stretch? And I hope that's different than, like, you know, who, whatever. Just, again, answer my question. I'm, I'm no, just, I, I'm, re- we've, we've recorded so many podcasts. I, I know. Can, I, can like, just, I can read your, I know, I, know, I read your mind. And, uh, you no, I'm, I'm looking at De'Aaron Fox. I think if De'Aaron Fox can be, the deer and fox we all know, and him just be that consistent presence over the last 28 games. Kings are gonna be really, really tough to stop. Like if he is healthy and playing good basketball, and again the shoulder thing, we'll see how much that actually plays a role. He really brushed it off at, at practice the other day and made it seem like it's nothing that didn't require imaging. It's not a torn labrum. He even was like, I've only heard of labrum injuries. It's not that. Right. Uh, so I'm looking to see how he can bounce back from this this seven game or seven day you know rest period and hit the ground running because the Kings really need him to be at the top of his game if they're going to maximize this year's potential. And that's just the guy. I mean, you know what you have in Sabonis. He's going to keep just blowing up the stat sheet. I mean, you, you know what you have from your shooters. Kevin Herter's turned a corner. He's really, I think he's shooting 45% from three over the past 15 mm. games. He's really been knocking it down. Uh, rebounding, playing solid defense, which I think is kind of under the radar right now, how Kevin Herter's yeah. playing the best defense during his Kings career, which to some, you might be like, okay, that's not saying a lot, but it is. It's notable when you're deflections. putting... Deflections. The deflections are there. All right. Um, 
I don't think that Kevin Herter's defense has been underrated because he's been shooting so poorly. It's the only thing we've been able to talk about. It's been it's been better though. Like have you if you watch the do you watch the games? Are you a ball knower? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do I do know ball. <laughs> the effort is there though. The effort no, the is there. effort is I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying I'm what, I'm what do more, you expect? No, no, no. I'm more I'm more intrigued with you talking about him shooting forty five percent over sure. the last whatever. That's, I want Kev, I want my shot makers to make shots. Sure, you you have to play defense, but yeah. What, what do you want? Kevin Herter to lock down just, some, no. some somebody at the end of the game. I am not saying he's locking down people. I'm at the just end saying. Of games. I'm just saying you can't just be a shooter. You can't be Davis Bertans. You can't just no, shoot I get, and, I got and run you. around. We need both. Yeah, I think you need that's both. A, that that has been. It's been the Keegan thing. It's been the Kevin Herter thing. All of these guys. The defense has gotten better. That's why the defensive efficiency is better, but they have not been able to do both. You have 28 games to figure out how to do both. Yes, which means not – I mean, that's going to go by very, very quick. I kind of am, like, surprised. Scared. It's March in, you know, a week from, I think, tomorrow or a week from – less than a week. It's it's leap year. It's uh, it's leap year, isn't it? Yeah. So. A week from today, February 29th. Well, look, well, look, Frankie – Happy fifth birthday, Tyrese. I was going to say, that's right. Tyrese. That's yeah. right. We had a, a lot of ty- fun with Maybe Tyrese. that's why his voice changes. Yesterday. All right, here we go again. <laughs> here we go. Frankie, I want I want two things out of you in these last couple minutes before before we get you out of here. Two okay. things out of you. The first thing, I want you to, we were talking about this yesterday, Chris and I, just about how exciting this stretch is going to be. And it's been a long time since the Kings have had exciting stretches of basketball for the fans. You had last season, of course, but now you have an opportunity. And yeah, it's 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 not going to be easy and we don't know how it's going to end. But, but talk about how exciting these last 28 games are going to be and how it's basically the playoffs. Every game matters. Everyone complains. There are 82 games. We've we've made it past the tough stretch. Talk about that and then give us your prediction for where the Kings end up as far as the the seeding. What were they what, what position they end up in? Yeah, Malik Monk said it best uh at practice that every game is like a playoff game. Mm-hmm. And it kind of maybe like right now it doesn't feel that way, but each passing game is going I mean each coming game will feel more important than the last. It's mm-hmm. just the way it's going to be. Especially when you get into like the the tough stretch coming up against you have the Clippers, you have Minnesota, you have Denver again in the same week. Gonna be tough. Um, I'm really looking forward to that atmosphere. Again, it was fun. We've seen a couple Kings late playoff pushes over the past. Mm-hmm. I think they missed the play in by right. two games. That Dave like, Yeager year. Yeah, like, two, like like three years in a row. Like that year, then like the bubble year, then mm-hmm. the year after that, they missed the play in by like two or three games. So we've seen them play like not quite to last year's level, but. This year is kind of different. The Kings aren't locked into a top three. Last year, the Kings, believe it or not, we kind of knew they were going to be a top mm-hmm. three, top four. Mm-hmm. This year, it's going to be kind of a furious race to the finish, and I'm looking forward to see how they respond because they did play well in the postseason last year. I do think, like, late-game situations, they fell apart a couple times. We saw game four. We saw game seven. But this team has proven they can be that They can be that kind of team with that poise. How I think they're going to finish, I really think they're going to finish top six. I think it's going to be very, very close. Mm-hmm. But I think that they have enough in the tank. And I think the home heavy schedule, they I think they're going to take advantage of it. If we're doing prediction time, I'm predicting they're going to take advantage of that home, 17 home games they have left. Um, you know, that cushier part of their schedule, which comes up after this rough stretch next week, I feel like that's going to come at a good time. And I feel like they're going to take care of business. I just I feel like they're due. I feel like for what the Kings have been this year, how inconsistent they've been, they're due to kind of just rattle them off. And last year we saw, I think yeah. out of the All-Star break, they won like six in a row. Yep. And they kind of just took off. We'll see if they can do it again this year. Obviously, going to L.A. on Sunday doesn't really help that case because I'm, I'm a little concerned about that one. Yep, yeah. we all are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think last time we talked about the Clippers, I told you you were being negative. <laughs> but then they got completely just rolled. I'm so. just saying, I don't like that 
that matchup at all. Frankie, thank you so much for joining us. We know you're doing double duty with 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 Brendan trying to get right. So thank you so much for joining us. We will see you tonight. Be sure to follow Frankie on social media. Be sure to read all the great pieces that he has on SacktownSports.com. Frankie Cardicelli, Sacktown Sports Kings Insider. When we get back, Chris and I discuss metrics of success for the Kings. Styles and Watkins. 